Welcome to Tea with Tia, a podcast that includes conversations about nutrition, TCM approaches to your health and well-being, how to use functional medicine to help detect a gut, a healthy gut, biohacks for healthy living, and all types of knickknacks for everything in between. Hi everybody, today's episode is inflammation on how Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, can treat inflammation naturally with Chinese herbal formulas and also some natural herbal supplements. And today we have Nancy Figueroa co-hosting once more. Welcome back, Nancy. Hi, Dr. T. Thanks for having me again. It's been great being part of these episodes. It's a lot of fun and I'm learning quite a bit. So thanks for having me. Um, I know you mentioned that you want to talk about inflammation. And actually, this is a good topic because since I've been working here, I've noticed, um, you know, the herbal compounding modality that we use. And a lot of the patients love the unique custom herbs that you provide for them and the supplements. Um, I know my mom right now is dealing with a lot of inflammation. She's on meds and I'm really trying to get her off that. So I'm curious to hear, you know, what some um, natural herbs we could offer her. Um, Because I noticed that you don't use single herbs. So I just want to learn a little bit more about that. Um... Also that some of the herbs, well, all the herbs that we use, they're not raw. They're more granular um, in mode. So wanted to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on that. These are all fantastic questions, Nancy. Thank you so much. And I'm sorry your mother is experiencing inflammation. But maybe after this episode, we'll learn a little bit more about the approach of how Chinese medicine can treat inflammation and also try to get your body in remission and stable. Okay, so I have a little um, experience. Maybe the story we'll save in a little side pocket when we talk about, you know, our understanding of our what we think inflammation is, or I I can ask Nancy Mm -hmm. an idea. Yeah. But, you know, uh, there is a lot of evidence that shows inflammation is an important risk factor for various human diseases. Suppressing chronic inflammation has the potential to delay, prevent, and control various chronic diseases, including cerebrovascular, cardiovascular, joint, skin, pulmonary, blood, lymph, liver, pancreatic, and intestinal diseases. So what it's saying is that um, if we try to take so much drugs to control inflammation or infection, Um, This is kind of a pathway that our body tries to heal itself, you know, like if you suddenly feel sick and you feel really warm and you have a fever, as if your body is having an infection, you need to ride through that fever and make sure that all of your armies, your immunity is doing its job because that's the point of it. When your body is getting inflamed, it's doing the same thing. It's trying to assist and help. It's when your body is so weak and it turns into chronic inflammation that it becomes a problem. Does that make sense, Nancy? Yeah, actually. So yesterday, Ostara had a little incident here at the office and I noticed that her, um, she bumped her head and her forehead started to just swell and get a little red bruising. Is that her body? Like, is that what's happening with the inflammation that you're speaking of? 
Yes. Trauma can definitely do that. It's a natural, natural physiological effect that all of a sudden is trying to protect and heal. Um, she bumped it pretty hard. So there's a little bump, right? And then essentially it's, it's a bruise and you get all of this fluid. All of a sudden you get through these different pathways, all the interleukin releasing. Um, yeah. and, and then it turns painful and it's red and it's warm. So we ice it, right? That's our first line of of aiding that type of trauma mm -hmm. or something like rice, which is rice, ice, compression, right, um, and elevation. So that's treating, again, trauma from something that is a contusion, which essentially your body is inflamed. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure naturally our body has that strong immunity mm -hmm. so prescriptions and things like that when we're trying to suppress it too much um turns your body more into an autoimmune problem mm. which we'll discuss in a little bit okay so in chinese medicine it have shown that there's so many different herbs that we can use to create pro-inflammatory pathways to control inflammation-associated disease. Um, and I'll, I'll list all the different herbs and the different pathways that these types of herbs can help and assist and calm down inflammation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, the inflama inflammatory process can lead up to, you know, um, so many series of reactions, you know, turning into different diseases. I'm not going to go through a really heavy dose of biochem, you know, enzymes and upregulations because then it's going to just give make you dizzy. <laughs> right, Nancy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just going to go through a little bit of it when I talk about the herbs. Okay. But TCM has evolved, as we know, for over 5,000 years. So, you know, it's really helpful in treating so many different kinds of diseases and not just pain. Okay. So the clinical recognition and diagnosis of disease in TCM are mainly based on yin and yang. Five element theories. Traditionally, the two most common methods of applying herb treatments back then, Nancy, is to make a decoction. You take all these raw herbs mm -hmm. and you cook it and simmer it for hours. Oh, gosh. It's so difficult. You have to have this clay pot. I grew up with it. It's just like, how does one, you know, do it correctly? So it's kind of compliance is really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and nowadays, just like my practice, like you've mentioned, mm -hmm. we compound each individual conditions. And I put all the different single herbs together per symptoms and conditions. And we make it into a capsule. So it's easy. So speaking of those herbs, what is it that you do? I mean, is there a test that you're looking at so you know exactly what to incorporate into these capsules for each individual patient? How does that work? Well, it's their blood work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do rely on Western medicine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like I, I practice functional medicine also, and I'm, I'm pretty well versed with reading lab works and blood work. And it's important for us to get a physical when we feel any kind of aches and pains and not feeling 100% if there's anything going on, like inflammation just sitting in our body. Okay. okay. So what 
what Chinese medicine view inflammation, inflammation or infection is a uh, toxic heat. Toxic heat. Okay. The body is warming up to try to kick out anything foreign in your system. Mm. It's like cooking it and melting it away. But that heat is causing the inflammation? Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's, a, that's your sign that something's going wrong in your body. Yes. Mm. So we need to cool it. Okay. Because it is not, you know, acute inflammation like Ostara falling is good. Mm-hmm. But when it turns to chronic and you don't have an immunity to now really move all that fluids that was causing the swelling. Right. It's a problem. And I think that's what my mom is dealing with now. She's got chronic inflammation. And she she automatically says, I've got arthritis. And I can feel the heat. Like, she'll touch her knee and she can feel radiating. And I'm thinking, okay, well, there's definitely something wrong here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know if your mom's got any kind of blood work to look at some of the inflammation markers, Mm -hmm. right? Some of the intrinsic factor, Mm -hmm. all of her different pathways that they can see in the blood work to see how inflamed you are and get a baseline. And then they'll prescribe things like steroids, which your body is does not like yeah long-term use of steroids is not so i'm not so keen on because it will definitely affect calcium reuptake um you know just so many different things that your body should not experience Mm -hmm. so maybe acute just to get the edge off kind of thing is okay one little shot but not prolonged use of taking prednisone for years and years just to control that pain. Um, Okay, so that is what infection and inflammation is in Chinese medicine. So it's very simple. Cool the system and remove the toxicity. Something foreign like free radicals that's floating in your body. And we don't like chronic inflammation because when your body is so inflamed, let's say with oxidative stress, um, your organs aren't working properly because maybe you've got intestinal inflammation also, which affects your immune system. For those who follow my podcast and have listened to some of the past episodes, you understand that your microbiome is your immunity. So if you have intestinal inflammation, like small intestine overtier, uh, overgrowth bacteria that distends the gut, SIBO or colitis, here's that itis word, itis. anything with itis mm-hmm. is considered a inflammation disease, um, that's a problem. So we need to boost certain meridians and organs to clear that toxicity, clear that heat, cool your system, and then your body will be less inflamed. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Perfect sense. (laughs) So um, now you kind of get an idea of what inflammation is. Yes. You know, some of the little, what are some of the symptoms that you see that you feel is considered inflammation? Well, as I mentioned, I think that, you know, you see the swelling, there's the redness, there's discomfort, there's pain, like my mom has pain on the side. It's radiating, even though it may be coming from a different direction. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if it's all intestinal, but she did go through this bout of SIBO, so they had to give her some antibiotics, which I know is not ideal because it's going to kill all her good, you know, mm -hmm. bio microorganisms. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking there's other types of inflammation, I would imagine, you know, with, with heart diseases, you know, and, and dealing with that. Can you share a little bit more on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if we we're going to go through some of the diseases, like for somebody who has cardiovascular disease or even high cholesterol, mm -hmm. there's an herb called curcumin and everybody knows curcumin these days. Mm -hmm. Curcumin has become a star in the last eight years, right? Right, which is great. And you really can't ingest curcumin. It's, it's an extract, a really concentrated extract from turmeric. Right, and then you get curcumin with like black pepper to deliver it, to absorb it better, fantastic. That's all great, but we need at least a thousand to 5,000 milligrams. That's a lot. Of Yeah, you just can't ingest that. So mm -hmm. it's best to just supplement it at this point. And what it does is, I'm gonna go through the science, it's just um, so everybody can be so wowed by it. <laughs> but herbs like curcumin elicit through the inhibition of interleukin 1i and your tumor necrotic factor alpha, your TNF, your GATA4, and you know, these are certain pathways that your heart is experiencing. You know, it can get into AFib, vascular issues that, you know, creates arthrosclerosis kind of thing. And, um, and we wanna make sure things are moving and running properly, right? Mm -hmm. So curcumin is a fantastic herbs to really help control your vascular system okay i take it myself and i've just been doing fantastic you know i have a little bit of psoriasis and through the pandemic there's a lot of autoimmune issues and affects my liver metabolizing fat properly things like that just to know what i experience personally and i take something like curcumin for the last three or four years a really high dose mm -hmm. about closer to three thousand milligrams a day and I stopped, you know, a couple months ago because I felt great. And, you know, and my body started to feel achy. Wow. And heavy and just really kind of that arthritic feeling. So you noticed a difference right Immediately. Away. And then as soon as I implement the curcumin in my routine, I felt amazing again. So it's a huge difference. And you'll notice it within the first few weeks hmm. once you do implement it into your supplement protocol. So, yeah, that's something that's super effective. And, you know, we've been using it in Chinese herbs for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's this powerful yellow root. <laughs> okay. So, and then you get a couple of herbs here. You get something like the um, Salve Mitorze Radix, which is essentially the root of the salvia. Um, in Chinese medicine, it's called Danshen. Um, you get American ginseng. Ginkgo, all of these three herbs decrease ROS generation, another uh, pathway for inflammation okay. that affects vascularly. It reduces expression of adhesion. So any kind of scar tissue and trauma, fibrins that's just sitting there. Um, and it mediates and increase macrophages migration. So anything that helps with numbers of macrophages is really good because they're like little Pac-Mans and go and chew in all of the scar tissues and making sure your blood is moving more effectively. And we like moving. If mm -hmm. things are moving, things mm -hmm. are good. That's right. Uh, and then autoimmune disease like we were talking about. So um, autoimmune disease, 
Uh, do you have any friends or know anybody with autoimmune disease, Nancy? Um, not, not really, um, but uh, if you could share a little bit more about the autoimmune, I hear about T-cells and things like that, so I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, when you hear autoimmune, it's just that your immune system is attacking its own self. Okay. That's the auto part. So it's caused by T-cell-mediated destruction of pancreatic beta cells. Oh. Pancreas is always involved. Insulin is what makes the body move and gives you energy, but we don't want it to stay in the blood, right? right? Then become resistant to insulin. Um, so more and more evidence have indicate that the anti-inflammatory effects of TCM may contribute to their anti-diabetic action. Um, so you use an herb like berberine. Mm -hmm. to control A1C level and the glucose. It really inhibits the Th1 by decreasing activity of all of these inflammatory pathways that I don't need to discuss. It suppresses the P38 MAPK activity. Okay, so it's very powerful is essentially what I'm trying to say. So if someone's pre-diabetic, would you offer berberine or some type of you know herb such as that for them absolutely because we want to prevent diabetes from occurring you know diabetes too from occurring a hundred percent if their glucose level is less than 200 okay but once it's over it's like i'm sorry you have uh, you know you have to take metformin but here's the thing the way that berberine releases its pathway of, like, the uh, MAPK activity, it's the same thing as what metformin does, but naturally. And it's impressive. They've done so many studies. Just the, the effectiveness of what berberine can do um, for diabetes. So it's pretty powerful. But if we start it early... Mm -hmm. And the numbers aren't way high. We can definitely decrease it after three to six months and redo the blood work. And you'll notice there's a drop. There's a drop. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Okay. And then you get an herb, which everybody knows. I'm sure you've heard it, Nancy, is the Astralagus radix. Huangqi. Yes? Huangqi. Yes. I've heard it here. <laughs> but beyond here, have you heard of Astralagus? Astralagus, uh, should I have known it? <laughs> In the health field, everybody talks about astralagus. What it does is, it, it again, it inhibits uh, pro-inflammatory cytokines production. It helps insulin resistant. It really aids in decreasing inflammatory cell markers and increased levels of adenase, which is a good thing. So uh, having something like American ginseng, Huangqi, the astralagus, in your daily routine is just fortifying your system mm. so strongly in your immunity and to prevent inflammation from occurring, especially if you have an underlying condition of autoimmune. Okay. It's just nice to take. Sure. And then you get something like Dihuang, which helps. It's, it's, it's a... Uh, I didn't write the Latin. <laughs> Forgive me. Well, this herb helps uh, with tissue regeneration. So somebody with diabetes who had foot ulcer or yeah. wound care, it really helps regenerate growth factor and stimulate fibroblast okay. 
for a neuropathy and things like that. Aha, uh -huh. neuropathy, <laughs> yes. I, my mom has also mentioned neuropathy. So <laughs> it's like, oh, she's she's my guinea pig now. I'm learning so much for her. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Okay. And mm -hmm. it's it's so wonderful, Nancy, for you to always think of your mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, as we age, it's like the older generation, they always saw you know, Western doctors is kind of like God to them and mm -hmm. whatever you're supposed to take medication wise to just do it and yeah. not questioned and research compared to the newer generation these days. Sure. So now we have something like Google, which is good and bad. You yeah. know, it's like, hmm, <laughs> overly stop Googling. <laughs> just, just, just research enough and don't give yourself a headache and diagnose yourself. Um, so then you get something like pulmonary, mm -hmm. like asthma. That's a form of inflammation in the airway. Mm. Okay, you can get acute or chronic, and then you can also get, you know, microbial infections like sinus infections. Again, it's all immunity-based. Your immune system is just not having the right amount of macrophage, B, and T cells. So you get an herb, you know, mushrooms are fantastic. They're magical to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do a blend now. I have you, right, Nancy, yeah. taking some power mushrooms. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's great. You won't get sick. Yes. So you get something like um, Ganoderma, Lucidium, which is Lingzhi, and that is essentially Rishi. Uh, it's this beautiful, big, giant. It you know looks like chocolate when it's all granule-like. It smells like chocolate too, mm -hmm. but um, that. And then you get something like uh, another herb, another radix, kushan. And, and most of these herbs are root herbs. Mm. Do you know why? So there's something with the, the soil, the earth. Mother earth is helping us. That it's so cooling ah. inside the soil, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And you pull the root so it kind of really pulls out that toxicity. There's like so much nutrients dense mm. in our soil. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. It's so simple. Yeah. But it's that's Chinese medicine. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, um, something like chrysanthemum, let's mm -hmm. say. So I have some written later on for skin disease. Right. But it looks like your eyes, you know, yeah. the the actual, you know, the, the flower itself. Mm -hmm. And it really goes to your liver, which terminates for the eyes. And it helps for, like, dry eyes and also cools you down. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes Cause, sense because the roots are absorbing water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so. that's Chinese medicine, Nancy. Oh that's how gosh. we do it. So Nancy just had an epiphany. I had my aha moment. <laughs> yes, yeah, the roots and the water, of course. Yeah, that's that's just as simple as Materia Medica and Chinese medicine. We just try to keep the simplicity. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those type of herbs. It really helps reduce these intrinsic factors like IgE and the CCL, just to name a few of these biochem, you know, inflammatory pathways, all the different cytokines. It's very effective and it'll help open pathways for asthma. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then you get something like your mom who's got perhaps rheumatoid arthritis, joint disease, that's an inflammatory. And it's also an autoimmune. Yeah. And the reason why it's an autoimmune, because it's probably due to Harcebo mm -hmm. originally. I feel like there's an underlying GI issue for a lot of autoimmune problems. Mm. 
So it starts with that. And if you continuously use antibiotics after antibiotics, then it'll turn into rheumatoid arthritis. It'll turn to osteoarthritis mm. or, you know, dermatitis and psoriasis and, you know, all types of different inflammation that your receptors, your immune system is trying to, like, push out. Yeah, she actually does have some dermatitis on her um forearms so or where her elbow is actually and it's probably from the overgrowth and now it's just manifesting in other ways so interesting how it all ties together sorry with that turn i need a little squeak free (laughs) mike but yes see so that's the skin disease yeah You, you know it's from your all of a sudden your liver is not working on getting rid of that toxicity very well effectively because your body is so inflamed and you're taking antibiotics your gut is not 100 percent. it's a snowball effect in western medicine that we can control and take care of our lifestyle eating a little bit better eating foods that are Mm anti-inflammatory you know and those types of food is what is it i can be simple you know get rid of the refined sugar less really high high fructose fruits right stick with berries and citrus and melon Mm -hmm. um and also getting rid of a dairy product and red meat if possible and trying to go more mediterranean Mm. and really you know the like the fodmap type of foods is really based on that and then your body will be less inflamed if you don't have that gluten the refined sugar the really really high carbohydrates and uh you know dairy products that can really make things phlegmy and causes certain you know, inflammations. It's as simple as that. Yeah. But if you wanted to work on some of the skin diseases, you know, this is kind of a part of the stage of noticing that my body is inflamed and my liver is not working properly. You start looking at psoriasis and eczema and dermatitis. You can drink chrysanthemum. That helps with kind of cooling that toxicity and it really uh, opens up and clears the skin. Okay. You know, and uh, there's a... Asparagus radix, it's tin mendong. It's another root. Okay. Okay. For you to also make as a tea or as your acupuncturist or herbalist to kind of put together these two types of herbs in a capsule. Okay. That's okay. it, folks. I mean, that's a lot of information. This is a pretty long podcast for my usual podcast. But believe it or not, I got rid of all of the science. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And just kept a little bit. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us again and sharing with us some of your insights on your mom and your journey with helping her out. Thank you so much, Dr. T. It's really helpful. And um, I'm always learning with your podcast. So I appreciate you. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you haven't already, this is a first-time listener. If you haven't hit subscribe, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you podcast. And everybody enjoy their cup of tea. This podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not qualify as a medical diagnosis from a doctor. This podcast does not provide any medical services or have any claims of curing any conditions. If you are looking for help in your medical endeavors, seek out a qualified medical doctor or a physician that may offer functional medicine. 
it's important for you to have a licensed practitioner to help you make change and oversee your health.